welcome back after another long break. Um, first off, thank you guys for bearing with us on that. I know two weeks from this one, you've just had our Metroidvanias episode, but prior to that, it's been a month since our last kind of recording session. Uh, but we're back! Hooray! Yeah. Uh, Matt and I both got new jobs. Um, I moved. Uh, so we had some life kind of uh, in the way, but we're back. We're back to talking about, yeah, uh, back talking about video games on this silly podcast we do. So, Matt, it's good to see you. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Just got home from, it's been a week now since I've started my job full time. So, a little tired, but I'm feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, good deal. I'm on week three with the new job uh, at the time of recording. So, it's, yeah, it's been a lot. Um, we both took a similar-ish positions, uh, same, mm-hmm. working with the same uh, level of kids, uh, so it's kind of fun um, to get to share that along with our love of video games. So, but yeah, but I digress. Today we're here to talk about something that's a little bit of old news by the time this goes up, but we still wanted to make sure that we put our takes on it um, as longtime fans of this series. Um, when this episode goes live, it'll be about a month or so, a little bit less than a month, uh, from the Pokemon Presents that we had um, in the middle of August uh, to talk about the Diamond and Pearl remakes along with the uh, Pokemon Legends RCS. Um, so yeah, let's just hop right in, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so we're going to start off today talking about the Diamond and Pearl remakes. Now... As we kind of get started in with this, Matt, what is your experience with Gen 4? Basically zero. Um, I never owned any of the Nintendo DS or 3DS systems, so I've never played anything between Gen 4 up until Sword and Shield. So I did 1, 2, 3, skipped everything, and came back on with Let's Go, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee and Sword and Shield. Um, yeah. So I'm pretty excited to be able to play these games on like my the current Nintendo hardware. I've attempted yeah. to play them on my computer a couple of times, but like I've just never really gotten into it. It's been hard for me to kind of do that on not Nintendo hardware, I suppose. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. Um, there are a few games, a few games I've made exceptions for. Um, obviously, I make the exceptions when I play randomizers or ROM hacks or something like that. But I think with the DS in particular, I really struggle to stick with those not on its proper hardware. Yeah, for sure. It makes it really hard to kind of navigate those menus that are on the touch screen, especially. Mm-hmm. And then there's always like little mini games inside things that you just can't do unless you try and use your trackpad on your laptop and play them, which is not ideal. Right. Right. Um so I I got Diamond and Pearl when they came out. I had Pokemon Pearl. Um I just kind of accepted I wasn't going to be a cool kid at that time in school. Uh, and so I got Pokemon Pearl. Actually, Gen 4 people were still playing. Um, I think that's why a lot of people have such a tight feeling to Gen 4 in particular. Um, because it's our age group, you know, that grew up with Pokemon their whole life. Um, and Gen 4 was like the last cool one. Um, I think right. once we got beyond that... Um, just people's 
feelings toward Pokemon started to fall off. Uh, people got older and just a lot of them that played video games because they were there might have stopped playing or moved on to more mature games at that time. Um, so I think it's kind of cool that these are coming coming back uh, and I don't know. I hope people pick them up and they get to feel like a kid again. Um, that's kind of the general vibe I've been seeing as on Twitter and stuff from these remakes. So um, at least the general feelings anyway. Yeah, and I think um, just based off of what I know, I know there are some game balancing issues, particularly in Diamond and Pearl, as far as like available wild Pokemon. Like I know there's like, I think two fire types in that entire Dex, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. I think Ponyta and whatever it is, Chimchar. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so I'm, that's not I'm pretty sure that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, there, there's... Well, because Gen 4... Gen 4 did add quite a bit of new Pokemon, uh, but mm-hmm. not as much of a jump as, like, Gen 2 to Gen 3 did. Mm-hmm. Um, because their primary focus when it came to Gen 4 was adapting to new hardware. Um, like, I mean, they incorporated an entire sector of the game with the touchscreen. And when you think about the DS, and pretty much any time Nintendo has a new console that has a new thing, it's make your game for this new thing so that people use it, you know? Um, it's easy to make the game that doesn't utilize this stuff, but it's one of the selling points of the system, so we need you to make stuff that uses it. Um, mm-hmm. and you know now that we're getting a lot of DS, 3DS ports of games, um, that's one of the the things they have to work around is what things that were purposely utilized by the touchscreen are now having to be reworked into things that are no longer using the touchscreen. Um, right, and although you can use the touchscreen in portable mode, so they could <clears throat> play with that a little bit if they so chose, which I think would be right. pretty cool to be able to do that. Yeah. Um. But anyway, all that to say, um, I I think it's a very, very cool thing. Um, I think Game Freak kind of passing this game off to another studio was a good decision on their part. I agree. Um, It allowed them to kind of work on their own thing. um, And I don't know. It's it's kind of working really, really neat. So let's talk about some of the specifics now, because... uh, of the remakes. I, from what I can tell, and from what I remember in rose-colored glasses, um, a lot of the game looks very faithful. Um, with some nice quality of life. Say that again, sorry. I'll take your word for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, a lot of people have complained about the art style. Um, a lot of people have complained about the art style. And this was, but to be fair, this was before this last tra- trailer we got. Um, but a lot of people were complaining about the art style because it looks too childish. And obviously the demographic that they're going for with these remakes are our age group. Right. Um, But a lot of what they've done is they've taken that top-down, like, 2.5D art style that was on the DS and really fleshing them out as, like, these little, like, chibi characters. At least in the um, overworld, I think the mm-hmm. when you get into the battles, I think those are style that looks really, really yeah. good. I feel I really yeah, like the, the bat- detail that got added between the first and second trailers that we've seen. Like I think yeah. it looks really nice. 
I do too. Um, there's a lot of really small adjustments that have been made um, to make that the colors kind of pop. Um, mm. The first trailer that we got shown looked really, really flat. Um, it didn't look bad. I, I know a lot of people really hated on it, uh, but I didn't think it looked bad per se. Um, I was more like, well, that's a choice, I guess. Um, but they have put in so much work in between trailer one, trailer two, um, which I want to point out, everyone said it was not going to get better. And then, you know, there were a good chunk of us that were like, just wait, like these type of adjustments, like little touches of art style are always going to be the last thing that go on. You know, like it's not number one on the plate right now. They're trying to make the game. I don't know. Function. Imagine that. So, you know, take this into account the next time you guys watch trailers. Like, they're going to get better, especially if there's like a seven, eight month window between exactly. the first trailer and when a game is supposed to come out. Because also, that trailer build is going to be quite a few months old. Um, right. Because so they it's older build than what you that. Yeah, that build was designed for the trailer. Um, which, so that build gets done. And then they build a script, then they record, and then they put on the presentation, and then they send it out. So by the time the... Because if you always waited till the build was done to get a trailer out, you would never get a trailer. Um, yeah, it would be like a month or two, maybe, before the game ships. Yeah. Um, so... Not that you can't judge it off of those trailers, like for overall things, but I think it's always important to know that there's always going to be, especially graphics, there's going to be graphical adjustments in between games one and two. And I think we're going to end up revisiting this topic a little bit later. Um, but mm -hmm. the, yeah, the, uh, <laughs> uh, but the remakes look so vibrant and colorful. Um, it looks like that's what, if they could have made that on the DS at the time, that's probably what it would have looked like. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, with the hardware limitations of the DS, um, having to accommodate two screens going on at the same time. Like, I, th I think these remakes look really, really good. I think so, too. I'm excited to finally give these games a try. And Who are you going to start with? I what? Who are you going to start with? Oh, Piplup. Easy. I figured. Yeah. Uh, after I started playing Gen 3, which was the first game I really played, I always started with the Water Starter. It's just like the thing I do mm -hmm. nowadays, so. I'm leaning towards yep. Chimchar myself, but I have not quite decided. Chimchar is great. Honestly, the Gen 4 starters are all super good. Mm -hmm. um, You're right. I always feel that most Pokemon games handle the starters really well. There's a few where I'm kind of eh on one or two, um, but Gen 4s are really, really solid. Um, you really can't go wrong with any of them. So. I agree. Um, but also with the addition of fairy type, I'm really excited to see how Empoleon oh, yeah. kind of works because he's water steel. Um, so I'm just interested to see if that interaction takes much effect at all. I hadn't thought um, of that. And then also with Togekiss being in the game because there's a Gen 5 Pokemon and stuff like that, I wonder how many... Hmm. Yeah, I wonder how much that's going to affect the balancing of the different characters in the game. I think it could be pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it'll be really neat. Um, so yeah, that that's who I'm leaning towards. Um, but yeah, the the game looks great. Uh, someone was also mentioning um, the thing with uh, some of the animations as well. 
Um, there's kind of this weird discourse on it's always Twitter. It's always Twitter. Um, but about animations in the game. Uh, but one of the things that I personally find super endearing is uh, so when you go into a battle, uh, the enemy trainers have uh, they kind of float in like almost like a PowerPoint, like they just kind of slide in uh, oh, with yeah. their character pose. And there's a lot of people that are like, oh, this looks really terrible. Why would you ever do that? But they're the original battle animations, like the battle poses from Pearl and Diamond, which I think is really, really sick. It's pretty cool. Uh, I never caught that. Yeah. And they're, uh, but whenever they're in the battle, they're a lot more fluid. Um, they obviously like, you know, when they throw out the Pokeball for their Pokemon or they, they, you know, they get defeated, they have those uh, animations. But the like presentation when you run into the enemy trainer, when it's like, last jill would like to fight you know it's their original battle poses with the like a uh, wavy line backgrounds behind them which i think is really really neat and just like a nice i don't know i think it's a nice little tribute some people don't like it that's fine if that's you um i just think it's neat mm-hmm. shall we move on to the next game that was announced or not announced, discussed. We could, I, I do kind of want to mention a couple other things that are being oh, no uh, brought up in this. Uh, the Underground looks really, really cool. A huge step up from the original game. We got all about the Underground. Yeah, yeah like there were secret bases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I like that there are wild Pokemon in there. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Underground. Well. Yeah. Um, it's like old school RPG dungeon crawler type stuff, which say no more for me. Right. Um, but I also like that the secret bases, whatever you have, I think it says something like however you have it decorated can affect what type of Pokemon show up in certain underground areas, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, I am a little worried about how, like, how much that's going to, like, impact how much I want my secret base to look like. Like, how much am I going to sacrifice to get the Pokemon I want? Yeah. Or whatever, but. You could but, always change it. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. Um. But that was just an initial thought. Um, one of the one of my cons- I don't know if concerns is the word, but original Gen Four was pretty difficult hmm. um, as a game. Uh, we had a lot of really like wild abilities that started to come up. This was the first game that introduced the physical special split between attacks um, because in Gen so Gen Two we did not have a physical special split. Um, Gen 3 we did, but it was by typing. So certain types were physical and certain types were special. Um, and then in Gen 4 is when we get um, specific attacks that are physical or special. Um, and so that added like a whole other like level of balancing that I'm wondering, because I, I haven't played Gen 4 in a really long time, um so i'm curious if the difficulty was because we gave terrible moves to terrible pokemon or if it's because the game was actually that difficult uh and i'm curious how that's going to kind of translate in the remake yeah i've run into a bit of that um with gen 3 actually um Mm -hmm. for instance sharpedo should be a super strong pokemon but he's just not because Right. Water and Dark, I think, are both special types, right? I think so. And he's a physical attacker. Yeah. So his special attack is not great, but that's what he would use to do all of his attacks. Mm-hmm. Or stabs, well, like, at least. Yeah. Well, on like uh, 
Chimchar, for example, is firefighting, but I'm pretty sure Flamethrower is in his moves list, and that's a special attack. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not going to be as good than, say, Fire Punch, which is a physical right. fire move. Um, and I know for a fact that I did not know that as a kid. And there's no way. Like, I know I didn't care enough, because, I mean, the games are relatively easy enough to just like, spam Flamethrower and win. <laughs> Um, except for Cynthia, who will stomp you into the ground, and we all just over-leveled from multiple attempts in the Elite Four, and so you finally hit that level barrier. You know? Because mm-hmm. um, that's what we did when we were kids. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'm really curious to see how that kind of translates in these remakes, and I hope people aren't... I don't know. I know it's going to happen. But I really hope people don't get bummed out if the game ends up being easier than they remember. Because, um, let's face it, you're like, what is it, 19 years older than you were when that game came out? Something no, like that's that. not right. That can't be right. Like, no. 15 years? No, Doesn't matter. Say. A you're long time. Now. Math is hard. Hold on. When did Diamond Pearl come out? I'm going to look it up right now, live. The Google machine. Yeah. Uh, original release date. 2006. I was just about to guess. I wasn't far off. I was not far off uh, in age. Um, I was 10 when these games came out. So 15 years. 15 years. You were a baby. It's been 15 years since you last played this game when you were a kid, you know? So who knows? Maybe the game will be hard still because they... I could totally see these devs like being like, alright, we know they're older. What if we just like make Cynthia curb stomp everybody? That's not going to happen. Not with the direction that Pokemon. It's not going to, but I think it would be fun. No, it would be amazing. I like to imagine. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I think it'll be neat uh, if you're a Diamond and Pearl fan and you've been clamoring for these remakes for years and you wouldn't shut up on Twitter about it. Here you go. You've got them. Uh, Just remember that things change with age uh, because these look relatively faithful. Um, So we'll just have to see. Yep, Gen 4 confirmed. Finally. Gen 4 confirmed, and now everybody's going to start clamoring for Gen 5, because all of a sudden we like Gen 5 again. (laughs) When we didn't, when it came out. (laughs) But that's another conversation for another day. I think uh, now I'm ready to move on to the next game that we've got quite a bit to cover here. So I, I don't think it's out of the question to say that as far as Pokemon goes, this is the most anticipated game. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. Since its announcement. Uh, so Pokemon Legends Arceus, or Arceus. I don't care how you say it or how it's properly said. I'm saying Arceus. So They have said it both ways in official Pokemon things. Yeah. I forget who I was watching. It was probably Nintendo Life where they were saying that. I think they, they said Arceus to begin with, but it's Arceus because all the English people saying Arceus. <laughs> I, I like to that imagine that's too. the case. Yeah, uh, I like to imagine that's the case now that I've heard that said out loud. Uh, so we're sticking with Arceus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the game looks really good. I I am pretty stoked for this one. Um, <laughs> I, I was pretty excited to begin with uh, because we've talked about this before and we might have even talked about it on the, on the podcast where the Pokemon Sword and Shield DLC really felt like trial runs like a lot of ways yeah yeah 
dipping toes into the water and seeing some of the reception towards a quest system or like actually having to go solve missions that might not necessarily be the story. Right, and a big more open map as well, like even more so than the wild mm-hmm. area. The DLC feels yeah. way more like natural and mm-hmm. more I guess realistic in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, because uh, the wild area was just like, all right, here's your segment where you can find ghost Pokemon, and then here's your mm-hmm. segment where you can get all the Eevee stones. Um, the whole thing's just shaped like a square. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it's fine. I, mm-hmm. I think for a first run at it, it's pretty okay. Because um, mm-hmm. something you have to remember is a lot of people love to say, oh, Pokemon's a billion-dollar corporation. There's no reason they can't nail this 100%. But they also have like a huge margin of people to appease that if they change everything right away there's going to be a riot no matter what and they were trying to find the smallest riot they could um so i i think the dlc really kind of tiptoed into this and then this game is going to be their first true attempt to see how this kind of open world game feels and i think that's why they're releasing it alongside diamond and pearl um, is because it'll stave off some people that might be a little irked by the new stuff. Um, but it's also a companion story, which I think is really cool. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Um, so let's let's dive into like kind of what the, the vibe of the game is. So it's not quite feudal era. I think it's a little bit past feudal. Because um, we start to a, see... I watched a video on Go it like, shortly after this was announced. I forgot exactly. Mm-hmm. Um... But I believe it was guessed to be in the 1820s or so. Cool. Yeah, that'll be... I guess that checks out. Because we have some machines, but nothing Mm -hmm. like super crazy. Exactly, Um, right. Some modern-ish looking... I say modern, but modern-ish looking buildings. Like, they're not huts. They're like wooden, well-designed buildings. um, Which I find really, really cool. but basically, you're like old school Team Galactic before they're evil. As we know, I have theories. But um, basically, the roots of Team Galactic, and you are putting together the very first Pokedex. Um, For this region, at least. Yes, yes. Um, so the game features you finding Pokemon and doing a bunch of quests to fill out that Pokemon's Pokedex. Um, in that trailer they showed, like, one of the missions was, like, that got added to the his Pokedex was Wurmple. And it was just like, oh, Wurmple can evolve. Who knew? Um, and, like, that was a mission to, like, stamp into the Pokedex. Mm-hmm. Um, which is obviously silly to us, because we've been playing these games for 20-plus years. Um, but if you're building the very first Pokedex, like, that's something you would have to consider. Um, right. In a world where we don't know very much about Pokemon, like that's what you would have to write down. There was also um, um, in the Pokedex for the quest system stuff. There was also like mini missions to complete, like encounter this Pokemon ten times or catch a yeah. certain number of them and stuff like that. So you can learn more about their behaviors and habitats, which I think is really cool that they're making it seem like a real naturalist expedition type thing. Like, this mm-hmm. feels very science class in a lot of ways. I think it's yeah. awesome. 
Yeah. Well, and a lot of stuff too. Um, I remember seeing uh, in the trailers a spot for like favorite food. Mm -hmm. Um, So it tells me that there's some like going to be some mechanic um, similar to the curry system in Sword and Shield, but like expanded where you'll make these different foods or provide these different foods to help like catch these Pokemon. Um, And catching Pokemon is not just battle till they're nearly dead and throw a ball at them. Um, yeah, there's a little bit more strategy to some of that. Um, yeah, there's like different ways to approach them, and different Pokemon will react differently to you being around, which is cool. So you have to kind of memorize who's easy to approach and who will run away and who's going to try and fight you. And I think that's really yeah. sweet. Yeah, it's it's like that's one of the things that people have been asking for from Pokemon for a while. Um, and I think it's really cool that Game Freak, so far, at least on on paper, have figured out how to keep their core elements while integrating these this like evolution, part the pun, of Pokemon <laughs> that people have been asking for. Because um, you know, for eight generations now, we've done the you know start in your little town with three houses in it, get your starter, walk a path, fight all the gyms. That's it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, like, our goal is a little bit more open ended, at least based on what Seemingly we've seen so, so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, where you are actively just exploring and finding more about Pokemon. Yeah, I haven't really explicitly thought about what it would feel like without the, the gyms and the Elite Four stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I never really sat down and thought about how that's actually going to affect the story progression of the game but it definitely yeah. makes it feel less linear right off the bat mm-hmm. which is very interesting yeah. yeah i'm curious to see too um there's a lot of stuff we don't know yet about this game still uh which i like personally mm-hmm. um i i like i don't want to see anymore like i'm sold i don't need anymore um same with metroid dread same with a lot of the other games that are coming out i don't need anymore um uh, but some of the things we don't know is we've only seen the one town so far. Um, basically, what are, are there other towns? Um, I don't even remember if we've seen trainer battles in any of the trailers. I don't believe we have, no. Um, so we don't even know if that's a thing. Um, single player, multiplayer, they haven't touched in anything on that. I assume it's going to be single player. Um, but who knows? Other than the connection through uh, Pokemon Home... Uh, that'll come through uh, when that game comes around. That's the only online con- connectivity we know about. Um, we honestly don't know anything about uh, the early Team Galactic, other than that they're researchers, and that's where our job comes in. Right. Uh, Matt, you can't see, but Matt just did air quotes <laughs> oh, right. uh, to researchers. Well, that was mostly a joke to you, but that's all right. Yeah, that's all right. Well, I like to tell the viewers, <laughs> you know. Uh, no. But so, so there's a lot of unknowns, which I really like honestly we've not even seen how arceus plays into this at all true we've seen some Uh, bright lights that are assumed to be him right but we know absolutely nothing about that section of this so i like that they're leaving a lot out um to let us explore that as it comes um Mm -hmm. Because I'll be honest, like as much as I am hyped that Nintendo keeps pushing Metroid Dread stuff, there's a lot of stuff that I've seen that I really wished I would have experienced in game. Um, right. Instead That's like of the most recent you know, trailer, uh huh. 
um, that I told you, you not know. to watch. Just saying. I didn't even watch it. I saw somebody retweeted a screenshot of the thing oh, I didn't want to see. I'm very sorry. Uh, that, so, also, I muted Metroid Dread on my Twitter because I don't want to <laughs> see it anymore. Um, but, I mean, I like that there's so much up in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things I'm also really excited about, um, the boss Pokemon. Those look fun. Um, it's something I'm really interested in. So, in the trailer, they showed, like, a massive uh, Ursa Ring or, like, a Gyarados, um, and they had, like, these glowing red eyes, and they will beat the crap out of you. Like, mm-hmm. you, the trainer. Um, so, like, there's, like, a dodge roll mechanic uh, to try and, like, you get away from the Pokemon attacking you. Uh, and then you can go into the battles and fight this boss Pokemon. It feels very much like Xenoblade Chronicles to me. Like, mm-hmm. some yeah. of the bigger enemies and stuff where you run up to them and they start to fight you. I got a lot of similar vibes from a lot of those encounters. Yeah. Um, I did too. And it's really cool. And who knows, like these boss Pokemon might just be like around and you'll just like walking along and, you know, in Xenoblade or even just any MMO style, just be walking along. And all of a sudden there's this hulking monstrosity that's going to kick the crap out of you. And you, the trainer can white out, I think that's hilarious. Knocked out. Oh, it's it's incredible. Um, you're not invincible when you're in the overworld. Like normally, you are in no danger as you progress through these games. But if you you know if you have all the six Pokemon, but now you are in danger at all times um, when you're out exploring, doing your expeditions and stuff, which is yeah, really I guess, cool. I guess Pokemon back a couple hundred years ago were less polite. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, once all the businesses and residents started coming around, they got a little <laughs> bit, they changed the tune a little bit. There you go. Um, um, one thing we haven't touched on quite yet is the fact that it's not even called the Sinnoh region. It's, it's the Hisui right. region. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really interesting that it's like developing this historical narrative that it was some other place. And then I guess at some point, Someone came from somewhere else and called it Sinnoh and that stuff. I think that's extremely interesting yeah. and really kind of mimics what happens in, in real life when people immigrate to new places. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see. I doubt we'll see it, but it might be cool if, like, in endgame, postgame stuff, we start to see some of the uh, Hisuian region Pokemon kind of take on the forms of the ones that are coming in. Uh, you know, like Growlithe, for example. Hisuian Growlithe um, is the best. Yeah, the best boy. Have a whole yeah. I cannot wait. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, that's so cool. Like, I'm. I don't think I've been legitimately interested in the narrative of a Pokemon game in quite some time. Agreed. Um, and Legends Arceus has already like got me. I want to know more. Um, which I've never said about a Pokemon game. <laughs> right, because it's kind of. The same. It's like, oh, you're gonna be the champion, and mm-hmm. you're gonna fight some big, scary Pokemon and save the day. Yeah. And, like, just, you know, on that, there's nothing wrong with that narrative. Um, no, not at all. It, it works really well. It's lovely. You know, I, I like it for what it is, but to see something new um, 
I think that's what I'm most excited about about Legends Arceus in general. It is just like a full deep dive into something new. Um, and I really, I really want this game to succeed. Like, I want Game Freak to know that new works. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that's some of the frustration that people had with Sword and Shield was, other than Dexit, because people are, you know, I get it, you're attached to your favorite Pokemon, it's no longer in the game. But they have to draw the line somewhere. Uh, people didn't like the wild area because it wasn't fleshed out enough. Uh, people didn't like a lot of stuff just because it didn't feel like it was a full commitment to that new thing. They still played it very safe with some slightly new elements. And so I hope that this just like, nope, go, we're going for it. And I hope it works and we start to see some really cool stuff come out of Pokemon Team um, after this one. Uh, one of the things I'm super stoked about that I have not seen enough people talk about um, is the battle system, the changes oh, yeah. to the battle system, and the implications of how some of these battles could go. Um, so basically, each attack has like a standard version, uh, agile style, and strong style. So essentially, you have three versions of each attack that modifies how often you attack, the damage output, uh, or the effectiveness of certain moves. Um, so on the right side of the screen, you actually have like a, a combat tracker. So yeah. it's not just pure back and forth. Um, so like, if your Pokemon is fast enough, there could be a point where without doing anything that you get two attacks in a row. Though um, so you could pump into a strong style attack while still getting another attack. Or popping into agile style, potentially getting maybe three attacks. Or you, you, there's a lot of mixing and matching you can do with this agile strong style system that makes the battle system, the core battle system, so fresh. Um, and I'm excited to see how that plays out in the main yeah, game. It's a, it's a relatively small system. Like It reminds me a little bit of like Octopath Traveler, where you can kind of see the order in which people attack and you can manipulate when people attack in that order to strategize and stuff. Yeah. Like, and then for specifically for Pokemon, like I'm envisioning like using an agile style attack and like getting off a bunch of um, stat boosting moves right mm-hmm. away, which will be yeah. very effective, I feel. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um... Yeah, it's it's super neat. Um, and a lot of stuff, they, the one that they showed in the trailer was a Lucario that mm-hmm. used Agile Style to pop off Calm Mind and then use his Aurasphere attack um, like with before the other Pokemon got a chance to. So I'm excited because it's, again, it's new, it's fresh. And as somebody who's a fan of RPGs, this, this reminds me a lot of Final Fantasy X. And mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff was speed manipulation. Um, and I'm kind of hoping that this teaches uh, the general fan base that stat moves are good. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, truthfully, like, you and I, we play VGC-style uh, mm-hmm. Pokemon, uh, com- the competitive Pokemon, and the stat moves that raise your stats or lower enemy stats, even attacks that have the chance of moving stats around, are a huge game changer that are just untapped in the main game. Definitely. But the way this game is set up, especially with these boss Pokemon, like, 
there's a lot to consider now when it comes to those battles. It's not just going to be mash your strongest attack and hope you win. Um, it actually looks like there's going to be some strategy outside of the typing advantage, which is really, really cool to see. Yeah, it's way different than having your level 100 Venusaur with four grass-type attacks. Mm-hmm. Not that I would know anything about that. I've never done that, mm-hmm. even when I was <laughs> six. Yeah, never. Um, now, the only thing that I, you know, I'm excited for this game. I'm going to buy it day one. Like, it's going to be th- one of those games. My concern is, I hope that the game is not so easy <laughs> knowing what we know about, you know, VGC rules and, you know, being able to abuse those stat changing moves and all of that. I, I don't want it to be boring because that that window is open. Um, right. I see what you mean. But who knows? Yeah. But again... I want the, I want to see this because I'm imagining a world where we have double battles with that with that combat tracker system and the insanity chaotic. that would ensue. Yeah, right. I want it. I want to see it one of these days. Um, I think it's got really great potential um, for for the franchise as a whole. Um, another concern I have. Um, we are only at the time of recording, what, four months from release? Four months or so? Um, About five. Four or five? All of September and then right. October, November. It's like, September. what, mid January? Mid to late January, yeah. Yeah. So, one of the concerns I do have, and I hope this does get addressed, but even other games of this caliber have this issue. Um, there were quite a few spots in the gameplay footage where we saw some pretty massive uh, frame drops, uh, frame skips. Not as um, bad as the first trailer. Not as bad as the first trailer. Um, but if you're going to be spending, like, there was a camera pan over one of the towns. Uh, and even in, like, the official trailer video, you can see those skips. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if we have to spend a considerable amount of time in the towns... I am a little concerned about um, that sort of obnoxiousness um, when that comes around. Since we are truly not getting a Switch Pro, like an actual Pro hardware model. Seems not. You know, I mean, even Breath of the Wild has lag skips mm-hmm. um, in quite a few areas. You just don't notice a lot of them. Or it's it stops you and you have to do a loading screen. Um, or a forest. Or in the Korok Forest, it's just <laughs> terrible. Um, so I'm really, really hopeful um, that either there's a way to like turn down some of the graphics settings in those areas, um, or that there's there's a hot fix or something um, that they've been working on um, since that trailer. It's still a ways out. There's still plenty of time for that kind of stuff. But I would be lying if I said it didn't concern me just a little bit. A little bit. Um. But in the overworld, uh, I guess that's weird to say now. It's an open-world game. In mm-hmm. the not-towns, um, somebody made a comparison that a lot of the grass, like the tall grass, is quite a bit shorter um, because it helps with uh, runtime. I didn't even notice, uh, but when somebody put the comparison side-by-side, side, it's pretty noticeable. Right, I remember um, seeing that, too. But... It seems like it runs quite a bit better. Uh, the Pokemon look a little bit like a lot more detailed. Um, so I think they're cutting 
back on some of the foliage and kind of upgrading the textures on the um uh on the uh Pokemon themselves, which I think is a lot is a better choice. Oh completely. I don't need to see a bunch of grass. I can right. go a lot of people have been... touch my own grass. Right. Yeah, go just go touch go outside and touch grass. Um I live in the desert Kind of Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> go touch the sand. <laughs> um and also I am also a little concerned um about the kind of emptiness in the world. Um because we only see in the trailer we only see Pokemon when they're relatively close to us. Um now I don't need to see Pokemon if they're like thirty miles away. I don't need that. Um, on top of a hill somewhere. Like what right. is that? I yeah, I don't need that. But if they're in like one of the things that like Breath of the Wild, and I apologize for the comparison, we're probably gonna make quite a bit more, but it's just, it's too obvious to not talk about it. Um Part of the appeal of Breath of the Wild is the, ooh, shiny, what's that light? Oh, that's a shrine that I can see from all the way over here? Well, I better go mark it on my map so I can go do that, and then you bump into three more things along the way. Um, as far as we know right now, Poke this game doesn't have really any of that, as we know. It's literally go out and explore and find stuff, like find the Pokemon. But if I can't see a Pokemon I might be interested in from a considerable distance away, I'm a, I'm a little concerned about the world feeling really empty well, to uh, be and fair, reactive to me. Yeah. To jump off of that a little bit, there are different, like, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like the Breath of the Wild, like, signifies most important things to render in a specific yeah. order. So, like, the shrines right. you can see from really far away. But, like, you're not mm -hmm. going to see a Bacobble until you're, like, right up on it, for instance. Right. Those don't load yeah. in nearly as far away. So if right. there's some sort of... I'm just of, hoping that... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say there's some sort of system where, like, maybe a boss Pokemon could load in further away than the little Bidoof yeah. at your feet or something like that. Right. I'm hoping so. I'm just, like, more thinking about, like, landmarks that might interest me to go see. Because um, the trailer's shots were pretty close up to the trainer, with the exception of, like, a couple, like, aerial shots or, like, when you're on the um, Weird Air um, riding oh, yeah. around. But even then, like, it's like the camera's like pointed like partly at the ground, um, so you can't really see the expanse beyond um, with the writing. So I'm just hopeful that I'm not just like wandering around forever, not really finding like a thing of interest um, to go do something that catches your eye, like a lot of the other open world games. So right, um, still excited. But uh, again, it's one of those things I would be lying if I said I wasn't a little concerned about that aspect of it. Mm -hmm. um, but there's still a lot of really cool stuff. Um, also, John Cartwright mentioned that the cooking sound is straight up out of Breath of the Wild. Is it really? Yeah, something like that, um, where funny. it's like just straight up the same sound effects. Um, As it should just be. to like Every... hammer in that point even. <laughs> yeah. Every game should just have Breath of the Wild sound effects. Look, I agree. I'm not complaining. I would love it if everyone screamed like Link too. <laughs> so, um, pretty neat stuff. I, I think if you were on the fence about Arceus, like, I would say honestly, just wait for it to come out. You know, check check out some people playing through the beginnings of it, maybe when it comes around, or 
maybe we'll get another trailer between here and then. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't get a like a sort of like story trailer around like November or so. Um, would be cool after the release of uh, Diamond Pearl. Uh, but who knows? Um, because or maybe they'll wait till after the holidays. Uh, who knows? Uh, but it's very possible we'll see something else as well um, between now and then. Uh, but if you're on the fence, and honestly, this one might be one that would be good to wait for and see, like, some of the beginning um, before that. Right. Let us real and nerdy people get it first and let you know how it goes. Yeah, those of us that are going to buy it no matter what. Mm-hmm. They know what they're doing. Because that'll be me. Yeah, they do. They do. Um, Matt, do you have any other closing thoughts on these two games from Pokemon Presents? Masui and Growlithe. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for joining us uh, on our return episode from Life Things. Uh, as always, it's a pleasure to get to talk about Pokemon with Matt. Uh, and if you like us talking about Pokemon, well, you might want to make sure that you hit that follow button on whatever podcast app you listen to, because there might be another one headed your way after this one. I'm, I'm telling you right now that there is. Um, so if you like Pokemon, you should hit the follow button so you can see the next one. If you like uh, us. Yes, if you like us talking about Pokemon. Uh, and yeah, if you, I, we'd love to hear back from you kind of what you've been thinking about um, about these games. So if you want to tweet at us, you can tweet at us at GamesParlayPod um, on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you, and we'll catch you next time.